0: And we're live, and we're on air, and we're streaming to multiple sites. Um, Andrew Marmont, welcome to Meet the Pros. Thanks,
1: David. Thank Uh,
0: you. Look, today we're testing out some new technology, but probably most importantly uh, is trying to answer a few very quizzical questions. Uh, One of the biggest questions I think most people in business have, and especially in the professional services field, is niching. Is, you know, how do I niche What do I niche? Should I niche? Shouldn't I niche? And I know we've got a few people joining us on the call. So if anyone's got any questions or comments into the chat box, we'd love to see what you've got to say. Um, Andrew, let's talk about this topic of niche. What is it and why do people need one? Uh,
1: To me, niche is, is about differentiating yourself from the rest of the pack. If you can really focus your efforts on serving one target market or offering one product, then you're going to stand out. Because people are too afraid to uh, uh, to focus because they feel like they're missing out on all these other options, all these other clients. So to me, it's niching is just getting really clear on who you serve and what you do.
0: So we're talking about professional services, uh, you know, the industry, you know, where people have got half a dozen consultants and they might do things like um, com, com, they might do, um, uh, com, I don't know, when we talk about consultants, there's so many different fields, isn't there? but in most consulting businesses you know we're selling uh, day day rate consultants to do some sort of project work um niching for them is it going to be should they be niching based on the industry that they work for or they should they be niching based on the horizontal which is the specialty that they own or both It's like how do we niche
1: yeah you could do you could do both essentially it's uh, you've got niching the the person or niching the uh uh, the industry, and if, like for example, for for our business Concur, we uh, we did for a, a long time offer a few different services, yeah. but there was no specific niche. Yep. And what we learned was, well, let's just make it really simple and scale it back to serve one one specific niche. So the consulting five plus people, two to ten million dollar market, Australia. And offer one particular service, which was this 12-week program. Yep. And test it and see if we got some traction with it. And I can I can tell you it, within eight weeks, what I've learned is that people actually self-select themselves in or out. I think traditionally when we're in professional services, it's all about yep. impressing rather than you assessing whether they're the right fit. So I feel like niching gives you some power. Yeah. and if I was a financial services firm you know I would figure out what am I what are we best at what's the service that brings us the most um, the most value how can we impact our clients the most mm-hmm. and uh, is it a market that we can be you know we can stand out in I mean I know for you David you're also going down the similar path where you you know you've got services that you offer, but you can offer them to a range of different sort of people. So tell us about the journey that you're going on now with niching. How does that work? How's that looking?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're a good case study because for us, we've been a generalized uh, business coaching business for 20 years. And uh, we were in a niche when we started because there wasn't many business coaches around. So uh, our niche was uh, pretty much a a horizontal niche. You know, when, when I started, the question was, what is a business coach? And so we were unique. There weren't many around. And and then over the past 20 years, the industry has boomed. So now when we go to talk to people, we say, hey, we're a business coach. They go, oh, another one. So what (laughs) was a niche has vanished. And so it's forced us into a situation where we say, well, what's our point of difference? And we can say we've got 20 years experience. And that sort of helps. But in terms of the market, unless they know that in advance, we're just another coaching firm. So it's been quite difficult for us because one of the biggest challenges for me has been, well, do we change our target market? Do we change our product mix? Because what's worked for us in the past doesn't work anymore. And it's been quite difficult because historically, we've had momentum. So in terms of our existing client base, we've niched into this business coaching world and we've got some great uh, results with the clients that we're working with. So the dilemma of niche is how do we slice and dice?
1: Would, would you say, David, that would, would niching, if we're thinking about the next, say, six months, what kind of niche, how do you see niche working for outcomes? Where do you want to focus your
0: efforts? Yeah, and, and you know, this this is the inaugural question. So it's, it's an interesting one that we brought up today because uh, I think going live and talking about, you know, what we're actually going through uh, might be mm-hmm. beneficial for some of the listeners. Um, but it's also helpful for me processing And we've looked at uh, multiple different ways. And I suppose the, the strategy that we've gone with is that niching can be used to identify segments of the market that you want to market to. Okay, so your marketing can be niched. And the example would be if I target allied health services, I can write all of my copy to resonate with allied health services. Now, once they come past the marketing and they go, these guys are specialists, the back end can be the same service or product that we have. So it can be right at the front end. So it's how you communicate your message to a market. And that's why we're testing. And, and the thing with niche to me is there is a bit of testing that needs to go on and seeing yes. whether that actually resonates. Now, to, one of the dilemmas is do we throw the baby out with the bathwater and say we need to niche our business and just cut everything else out? Well, the short answer is that's not possible because of the momentum that we have. We already have business and uh, it, it's a quite a successful business. Our question is, how do we get traction in a noisy marketplace? Hmm. So that's one angle. Um, The other one, and we've been considering this, is that we just specialize in one segment of coaching. Same same sort of dilemma, right? Because we could say, look, we're really good at helping scale. So if you're looking to build a team and make sure that those people are productive, that's an area that we can focus on. Okay. So we've got all of these different (laughs) ideas around niche, and then the question is, how do you choose which ones to go with? What's your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's a bit like dating. You know, you, you, what we're really doing is we're dating a market and we're dating a, a niche, and we don't know if it's going to work yet. But yeah. we need to do some we need to do some activities consistently over a period of time to see if it if it does work. And I think what you're saying there, if I was uh, you know as a client as well, I can sort of see there's like for me, I, would, I, I feel like having that niche around the outcome, so the scaling outcome, that would be, that's a really specific problem that you're solving. Mm. And equally, as long as the other criteria matches up, you know, they're of a certain size, they have the right mindset, they're willing to do the work with you, they're willing to collaborate, then that could be a really powerful program. Um,
0: so what is best suggesting is that you, yeah. you talk about an outcome so it could be both yeah. horizontal and vertical. So you could say, well, we're going to focus into yep. allied health and we're going to focus on building team.
1: Yeah, if, if yeah, exactly. If, if you feel like the allied health space, is their main challenge is that they need to get to a certain point. They're stuck at the stagnation point. Yep. And you just want to focus. And so we'll, we'll have a program that will help you get from here to here within a period of time that we agree. Gotcha. Um, that that's really beneficial that that would you know because what people are seeing is they're not seeing coaching they're seeing outcome help me scale if you have a problem that helps me do that i'm more likely to buy in
0: okay so so really in this conversation what we're talking about is niche should be focused on the the potential future client and the problem that they have so what problem we solve for them As opposed to whether it's a vertical or whether it's a horizontal niche, because I suppose either one of those is a safe answer to say, well, we deal in this sector. But really in that sector, there's good clients and bad clients. In this sector, there's people that we can help more than others. So if we really sort of trimmed it down to a horizontal vertical collision of the Mm -hmm. outcome that we can guarantee a result for. Yes. And that becomes a laser focused niche message. Yep without excluding no. our existing relationships finds. Yes.
1: With funds. Exactly, exactly and and to illustrate that further with what I've, we've been doing with with that uh, with Concurb being in sort of marketing services copywriting. Yeah. Is we so we've chosen one niche so consulting but we've also chosen to solve a particular problem consistent growth.
0: Yep.
1: Consistent quality growth. So we we've, we've launched a, a 12-week program focused specifically on that. That market, the consulting market we talked about, yep. but also we're going to in twelve weeks we're going to solve yeah three main problems. We're going to help you know help position you as a specialist. We're going to create a, a growth plan that's focused on uh, um, bringing in regular leads, and we're going to we're going to optimize your um, uh, your profile. So ultimately, you get seen as an expert you're 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 generating and you're connecting with your ideal clients and over a period of time there's an accountability where we're generating a pipeline of quality leads because we previously we did well we'll, it's not so much about the leads it was more about we'll we'll build we'll nurture but what i realized was clients uh there's a limited there's like a shelf life for that kind of work so we're just going straight and saying you need to connect with your ideal client it hasn't worked regularly enough for you, for whatever reason, yep. we're going to do a, a sort of 12 week case study for you mm. to prove that the theory works with you and your company. And we're, we're putting everything on that from our exit uh, from our new business point of view. So,
0: yeah, right. Okay. So, so what, what you're sort of saying here is that the niche whole idea is, is about, I found a problem that we can solve yep. uh, in a particular market. We're not really changing our business model. We're just focusing in on delivering the benefits in a very exclusive way. Yeah. So the people are saying, instead of you being a master of all trades, you're going here's the one problem that we can solve in this package. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Let's trim. Let's trim the fat. You know, all the exciting stuff that might seem important. Yep. We're just going to be laser focused, and um, that's what we're going to do for you. And the proof will be in the pudding.
0: Awesome. So. We got a new visitor just knocking on our door. I'm going to see if I can bring her in. Let's see if my magic works. One second. Exciting. Uh, why is she not there? Not quite working the way as planned. Here we do it. We do it this way. <laughs> Siobhan. Hello, Shavon. How are you? Great. How are you?
2: I'm really so- good. The magic of technology. Sometimes uh-huh. it's uh, it helps. Sometimes it hinders. But yeah, we got
0: there. I <laughs> Uh, what we're doing here is we're live streaming so we're across uh, three platforms at the moment we're on twitter we're on linkedin and we're on facebook and uh Yeah. yeah andrew's been sharing his thoughts around niching because i think you know one of the big challenges we find is a lot of people struggle when it comes to how do i how do i create my niche number one it's easy to do if you're starting from zero but if you're an established business and you already have clients in multiple niches what is the impact of choosing a niche What's your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, it is an interesting one. Um, and even in our business, we've struggled with it, even though, you know, we're in a mark the marketing space, yep. even we've struggled with the challenges of, you know, to niche or not to niche and how far do you go with it? Mm. I think one of the one of the ways you can approach it that can be a little less scary, especially for established businesses, like what you just said, David, is, you know, if you've already got clients, there's this terrifying feeling that, well, if I niche, do I have to get rid of those clients? If I'm niching with lawyers, does that mean I get rid of the accountants? Yep. One way to kind of your way into niching is to just have targeted campaigns to those niche industries or those niche types of target audiences you work with. Um, so that can be, that can be a soft way of getting into niching.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So, When you do that and a client who's an existing client sees that, how do they respond?
2: Yeah, look, for the most part that is the soft pedal way to get them to start thinking about it. Um, It's look, you know, completely niching to one, you know, laser focused specific industry is not going to be for every business because some businesses are just, they have a risk, you know, everyone has a risk profile, I guess, in life and in business, and not all businesses are ever going to completely embrace, you know, going from a generalist to a a completely niche business. um so for the most part they for the most part it's received really well because it and then it gets you to give them a taste of what it would be like if we focused all our energy on this one type of client because the conversion is higher obviously if you're talking to one person and a person feels like you're talking directly to them you're more likely to convert them than if they feel like you're talking to everyone so then they get a taste for it and then often it's easier to then convince them to push a little bit further a little bit further
0: Okay, okay. So really, what, what yeah. you're suggesting as a strategy is to ease into a niche? Start- yeah, I
2: think it can be. Yeah, depending on the client. Yeah, depending on their kind of, you know, how, yeah, it's kind of a risk. It's kind of a risk profile thing, because it is scary. Um, there's a tendency, especially if you've, um, if it's been your model for a long time, or sometimes when people are starting out, they can be quite scared of niching as well, because they have that tendency of they've got FOMO. They don't want to miss out. They don't want to say no to a client. You know, oh, I've got this client coming along. It's not really my ideal client, but I'll do it anyway. It's that. Mm-hmm. So it can, it can people can struggle with it at different points in their business journey.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I suppose what I'm looking for is you're going through this journey yourself. Yes. Better to yep. burn the bridges and just say we're going into this niche or do you have to do the testing first, get the confirmation that that niche is real and viable before you start burning the bridges? And what's that transition look like? Is it messy?
2: Yeah, look, for in, for established businesses, it's often um, what, what we say to clients is who do you like working with? If you had to, if if you looked at all of your clients in your database at the moment, especially if they are a generalist type business, which a lot of small businesses are because yep. of that kind of FOMO factor, yeah, is if you could only have one of them and every one of your clients was like that client, who yep. would it be? Yep. And that usually tells you who that niche, if they're an established business, who that niche is for them because it's usually the client they like to work with they enjoy working with, that pays that pays on time, um, values what they do and they get results for. Mm. So if they're an established business, that's usually the first port of call to try and figure out what your niche is. For new businesses, if it's a brand new business, then yeah, there's some due diligence and research that needs to be done to see whether your offer is going to be enticing to that target audience for that niche.
0: Yeah. Have you ever done this? Well, you have to go through your um, course, pick, the, pick your favorite.
2: <laughs> I have. Yeah. And for, for us, it, um, for us, it's, 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 I think most clients, most businesses, if they were honest with themselves, they can think of who they are pretty quickly Yeah. because you know, the clients that, um, and again, it's, it comes down to a, a range of things. It's whether they're profitable, whether they're easy to work with, whether you enjoy working with them, all those things. And usually it, it comes to mind pretty quickly, which ones those fit into that category. And, and sometimes
0: it might not. Mm. It, when you say that we went through the same exercise, someone said, you know, take your client list, go through it, identify the clients you love and identify the <laughs> ones that you'd keep. And I struggled because we, yes. are, okay. our, pro, our our program is sort of an ongoing program. So the clients that stay are the ones we love <laughs> and the clients that leave are well, the ones go. that can't help, right? So yep. then when we look at our current client base, we go, "Well, like trying to pick a favorite out of these is like trying to pick a favorite kid. Right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, look, and I think the interesting, you've raised an interesting point there, sort of a, a, a sort of a, a, sort of a distinction, is niching doesn't have to be an industry.
0: Right. It doesn't.
2: It can be, it can be a, a point at which the client is in their business. It can be that, because for me, I, yeah. I've, I've always thought that, I, I like working with businesses that are serious about growth and change. Now, yeah. whilst that's not a niche. Mm. That is definitely, it's something specific that they're after. They're not just after a oh, rinse, rinse, you know, come in, walk in, walk out. They're after a journey, like what you just said. So they, you know, even that is is getting, I guess, targeting who you're looking for. Might not be saying, oh, it's just accountants who want to do that. It doesn't have to be as cut and dried as pick an industry.
0: Yep. 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 So so then the problem is what you just described is pretty much every one of our clients. Right? They all <laughs> love growth and change. That's why they're here. So So, I had the same dilemma where I couldn't eliminate anyone off the list, right? So I think sometimes it's a good idea, um, but in application, I struggled with this and I said, I can't do this. Yeah. Actually, every single client that I've just put on the list, uh, clients we love. The reason we're still with them is because we love them and we get results with them and they love us. So asking which one to pick is really super hard. So I think there has to be a line in the sand. When you do this niche conversation where you say, if I was starting from zero and this is hard again, which one would I pick?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: What,
2: what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Andrew, what do you think? So, yeah, yeah, so I, I uh, you know, 12, 12 weeks ago, I did the same thing. I, I was challenged to say, I'll, you know, pick, pick a niche. For the next three months, I want you to pick a niche and I want you to come up with this idea. So I listed five or six different ideal clients, not necessarily the ones that I had already, yeah. Um. Maybe there were a couple there, but I looked at more the future. So I looked at things like yeah. what what industries are growing.
0: Right. So
1: what are the ones that are on the move? Okay. But and also, do, so first of all, do I like it? Do I like to work with them? That's that's the number one. Mm-hmm. So yes, you know, yes or no. Um. Can they pay? Yes or no. Yep. And can we get them results? Yes or no. Well, and I found that right? by. Yeah, I found that by if you sort them almost by company size um, and industry, those two th- those two criteria in particular, then that allowed me to basically land on a on a niche that I was comfortable with. Saying, you know what, mm-hmm. I feel like they're in a growth area. I feel like you know I've I've been in that industry before, so I, I know how they operate. I like how they operate. They yeah. can pay because they're of a certain size and and we've just put everything on on black, everything for this period of time on that on that uh, on that niche. Yeah. And as I was saying to David before, the surprising thing is once you start actually articulating this is who I want to work with, people self-select themselves out and they actually do that qualification for you, which makes it so much easier. You're not having to figure out and try and impress them. You're assessing to see, are they the right fit for you because you've determined who you want to work with. So there's a bit of power there. So I I think that there's there's an element of yeah. um, if you're so, willing to do it, you can't change.
0: So, so there's two things we've looked at here. One is rear view. Look at your current client base and pick the ones you love. If that doesn't work. We've got option two, which is a pick a niche based on uh, their ability to spend money with you, your ability to get them the results, and your enjoyment in actually working in that space yeah yep and if if this yeah. doesn't work either then what um start a new look, business, start a new business.
2: <laughs> look I, th- I think i think if you do um look as, as i say i don't think you necessarily have you don't have to everyone has a different version of niching it's, it's kind of a spectrum you know yeah. like it is a bit of a catch-all word yeah. um and it can be a bit of a scary word but I think if you do what Andrew said, and, and look for clients that you can get results for that yep. you enjoy working with, and that can be profitable, then you're you're on the right track. Because yeah. then you're going to develop offers that are attractive to those people, you're focused on getting results for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it's sustainable, you know, no point picking a niche that can't afford to work with you.
0: Yeah, so I suppose the last piece of this puzzle is once you decide it's not a commitment for life, it's really just a test
2: that's it yeah Yeah. i think that's a really important point not feeling like you have to like i'll change the name of your business tomorrow and it's all like you know all bets are off and if this doesn't work i'm you know i'm gonna go get a job it's it can be simple you can just do a minimum viable product and test it Yeah, you know do a campaign and um and and test and measure Yeah.
1: yeah yeah And just and just on that siobhan as well i think the fact that we're talking about niching means that as a business owner you're thinking there's something that's happened, maybe an event or maybe something happening in the future that's caused you to question the direction of your business. So the fact that someone said to you or you've been thinking about, should I niche? Mm. Maybe whether that indicates that something needs to change is I think a really positive thing. So the fact that you're listening to this and you're considering I've got to do something different, you're already ahead of a lot of business owners. I thought I'd just point that out too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I think the other benefit that people uh, sometimes clients don't realise about niching is that then you get to streamline your systems and processes to deliver that product or service as well. Whereas totally. when you're chopping and changing, and, and Andrew, you know what this is like in the digital marketing space, you're chopping and changing between different types of services,
1: mm.
2: you you don't get that momentum of, okay, we're do, we're do we did four websites this week, we did five newsletters, we did, you're doing one newsletter, one oh. website, one this, one that. And you're kind of chopping and changing and you know what it's like it's like anything you kind of have to get your head back into oh okay now i'm doing this whereas if you streamline it and and niche with it whether it's niching like i think we were talking about this the other day david horizontally yep. like or, or whether it's in niching to an industry if you're only talking to, if you're talking to the same people all the time you're going to get to know them better know what they want and be able to streamline those even those sales discussions will be smoother
0: yeah big time yeah interesting Well, I suppose we're really planting the seed of niche because a lot of people struggle with niche. Uh, Some people default into a niche. They start their business in a niche or they find one that's very lucrative and they just go down that track. But for those people who get results in a variety of verticals or in a variety of situations, um, and especially (coughs) in the consulting industry because a lot of consultants are advisors, okay? And sometimes there's a journey that they'll take people on. So there's different things they'll advise on. Um, identifying a niche is really a process, I guess, that we need to go through. And uh, it's about experimentation. It's about saying, how do I get my best return on my marketing dollar? How do I get my best yield out of my production? What you just touched on, Chavorn, which is saying, if I have one product that serves one market, I can become the best at delivering that product to that market, which means my yep. competitors fade into insignificance. And there's yep. a number of ways of achieving that. And one, like I was saying to Andrew earlier, is for us when we started, there weren't many coaches around, so it was easy. Because our, yep. our point of difference was we were a business coaching firm, and there weren't many. Now we've got the opposite: more yep. business coaches than there are businesses. And so <laughs> it's, all, it's almost like a, had a reverse polarity. So now it's you know the, some of the comments you get is another one, another one, another one. So yeah. Know, so so for us, we have to think: well, what is, what is the niche? Where where is it that we can be an island? Because I think yep. the best things to do is to either create a space that doesn't exist and become number one in that space or carve out such a tight niche that no one can compete on that space.
2: Yeah, yeah and I think it's fine. I think another part of it, too, is thinking about what's an audience that is starving? Like, what is an audience that's being ignored, potentially? You know, yeah. Because there's lots of hidden, lots of hidden industries yeah. that might not be sexy or necessarily what people would miss- think are cool. Yeah. But there's plenty of plenty of sort of what I call invisible industries that are starving for attention yeah. from businesses.
1: Can I share a quick story just as we before we wrap up on that? Yeah, we've got time, yeah, right? So one great example of a niche is um, a guy called Doctor Snip. Dr. Oh, I, I was gonna
2: say that a second ago, Andrew. I, I just went through my head. <laughs>
1: now, do you know Doctor <laughs> Snip, David?
0: Yeah, I know. Doctor Snip. Personally. Well,
1: I can I can share that uh, if you haven't heard of this the, this business, Doctor Snip. Basically, it's a um, a guy who used to be a GP, and he uh, realised that one procedure in particular was being glossed over by all his all the other doctors, which was a vasectomy, stopping men having more children. And what he did was he thought, well, if it's being over if it's being overlooked then there's, a, there's clearly a market yeah. here I can yeah. carve out a niche. Mm-hmm. So 20 years later, he's got 60% of the Victorian market for people who want this service, and he's got 15% of the Australian market. These are his figures, not mine. Yeah. Yes. Um, but he's, And he charges $800 for, for a procedure, which takes him 10 minutes. It's uh, a great
2: story.
0: I guess there's not a lot of repeat business in that one. It's <laughs> probably the only downside to no, it. No, no, I mean,
2: no recurring income.
0: But, um, <laughs> no it's an interesting story because that, that would be scary, right? Because looking at that from the outside, yep. looking in, you'd go, how many people need this service? And there's no repeat business in it. So specializing in a thing that people get done once and it's over, is that really a viable market? But uh, he's gone, he's gone, you know, inch wide, God, mile in. deep by going national. And I would have thought, yep. really, is there that much of a market for that? But obviously, yeah. if he's got that percentage of the market and he's national, there's, there's, there's yeah. a big market. So I think in deciding niche, yeah. we're a bit naive to the depth of a niche, aren't we? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a really good example of like the, that yeah. was like a starving audience. Because yeah. it, I think because you were talking about this the other day, Andrew, and they it's because in, in the sort of medical profession, oh. that, that particular procedure was kind of seen as a bit of a lowbrow kind of procedure to get involved in. So he kind of just wasn't afraid to do that, I guess. So yeah. it's about being brave.
0: Yeah. yeah. Guys, I'm mindful of Great time, story. we're just on the half hour. Um, we're coming back next week. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Lovely. This has been a very interesting chat around niche, and I think uh, what we're looking for is uh, hot buttons. What are, what are people in their consulting businesses really struggling with now? And I know one of them is gonna be recruitment. <laughs> So I think we're going to start tapping into, you know, how do you deal with this recruitment dilemma, you know, the great resignation, the increase in wages and the scarcity of good resources. So let's see if we can tap in on that one next week, same time. So 12 o'clock on Thursdays, grab some lunch, grab some Meet the Sounds Pros good. information and see if we can help you grow your practice. Guys. Amazing. Thanks for having me here. Awesome. Thanks,
2: David. See you, Andrew.
0: Thanks, great.
1: Thanks, everyone. See you, Brian.